This is Melancholy Geek, Episode 7, 1, 2, 3 Days of Webcomic. Welcome to Melancholy Geek, Thoughts and Opinions of Geek with Depression. I am Preston, I have depression, and it's been in full gear this last week full gear. It's not a fun experience. It's hard to explain, as usual, to just to, you know, anybody. Uh, but that that's how it is. That's how you deal. You deal with that. You move from one place to the next, and you move on. Uh, this week for me, I don't want to dwell on this too much for you guys, so I'm sure the entire thing will be just you wanting to hear about me, but what's going on, what I want to talk about. This week especially has been that part of it that has just been an overwhelming feeling of loneliness. Um, I'm not really alone, I have a few friends, but I just feel alone all the time, even at work when there's like 300 people in a big room. But that's the core of how my week has been. And it's just the way it is sometimes. So let's stop talking about me for a bit. You got your perspective. Let's talk about some interesting things. So let's start off with something that I'm very familiar with, something you're probably familiar with. And that's probably best called memorabilia. Things from your favorite show, things from your favorite movie, TV series. Ever, just something that you thoroughly enjoy. Now, sometimes that can take the form of figures, comics, um, just collectibles. Well, it doesn't get more collectible then probably an item that actually originated from the source of your joy. Something that came from a set. Well, this week, we had something like that. Quite often, you get original items from sets, be it movies or TV, that go up for auction for whatever source, in this particular situation, charity, which is always nice. Well, in this particular case... We had an, an auction on Wednesday that had a number of items uh, from the old Battlestar Galactica, from Buck Rogers, an item from Aliens, like that movie a lot, and most interesting and most very much loved, I'm sure, it's from the original Star Wars trilogy. Well, <laughs> I think I caught your mind, I think. I think, I think, I think. Well, there was one prop that they had, which wasn't 100% original, but it was made of the parts from, you know, because props quite often are, uh, they make many of them, because they could require them to be damaged or whatnot. Well, this one prop that sold auction this week, specifically, this is the big one, was manufactured by a number of items from the original props into one piece. 
it's 43 inches tall from the original trilogy like I mentioned and it's the well-beloved R2-D2 now I don't I don't know if it was a motorized I don't know if it's something that actually you can move around but just to have an item like that from a massively huge insert another word for what I just said here it, it's a big show it, show it's it's a big showing from a, a huge universe that people geek about massively so it was an auction so you have um, you have an original piece made from the original items from multiple props from that from the that was in the original trilogy so how much does it sell for how much would you pay hundreds thousands well how about 2.76 million US dollars gasping because yeah that's a lot of money I certainly don't have that lying around as much as I would like to say I have that lying around well that, that it happened someone bought it for that amount of money <laughs> the funny thing is is the the assumption was that it would sell for about two million yeah uh, some other notable fun items though they had a Luke Skywalker lightsaber sold for four hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars a Darth Vader helmet which was $96,000. That uh, And they also had some shoulder armor from Darth Vader's costume. Yikes. Uh, some from the other uh, properties, a collection of approximately 23 ships, uh, like models, not, you know, ship ships, but, you know, the models they use for, like, the, the actual cinematics back in the day. Not as, you know, CG as they are now. Uh, so those models from Battlestar Galactica and Buck Rogers sold for $1.8 million. Because, you know, pocket change. And uh, they also had a helmet worn by the late, great Bill Paxton from Aliens. When he was a... Um, which sold for $51,000. So that's when he was a Marine in that movie. So it's probably pretty cool. I know that would make some interesting cosplay. So they also had... Um, <laughs> randomly it's like reading through this article to try to prep for this and I'm, I'm reading it I'm like okay lightsaber R2 that's awesome and it's like oh yeah and we had a uh, item that sold for 1.2 million and it was the lighted dance floor from Saturday Night Live oh no sorry that would have been cooler Saturday Night Fever I don't have any crickets to queue up I'm sorry although I could probably do it in post So there's fun. I paid I paid probably for certain items a fair amount of money, and even uh, hard to get items after the fact. I've you know I paid probably three or four times what they're worth, but that still doesn't go into more than a hundred or so dollars. And so yeah. So let's keep with somewhat science fiction news <laughs> uh, us geeks are are true to our our love if we are a fan of something 
we will defend it with ferocity. And sometimes our friends, our colleagues, random people we know have a difference of opinion and have the same ferocity for another type of uh, series or, you know, something similar. And not Siri, which you may have heard. So what would you think? Top of your head. What's the two biggest, geekiest clashes? If you didn't say Star Wars and Star Trek, you're probably wrong. It's just the case. People love Star Wars. People love Star Trek. Quite often, they don't love the opposite. I am a big, big fan of both. But if I would probably choose one, it would be hard-pressed. But thinking back in the amount of time that I've spent in one of those series, it would have to be Star Trek. I've seen all of the movies, enjoyed them all, some more than others. I have not watched most of the original series because I did not enjoy it. It didn't do anything for me. And... The new movies uh, the, from Next Generation through were the three series were great. Didn't watch Enterprise. It just felt weird. I don't like going in the past. So, but, but you. <laughs> this is the fun thing about geekness. You will clash. So you have those people, and it's not just geeky stuff, but I mean anything that's similar and clashes. You have almost you get people at odds. And that's something that happened this week. So they had two friends, roommates of some sort, who had differences of opinions. One, a fan of Star Wars. One, a fan of Star Trek. So what happened? Well, they had a little soiree. They had a little word battle. Back and forth for a while. That's the word. To the point, and I'm sure this may have happened to you somehow. One of the one of the friends was like, "You know what?" And I don't quote me on this, but this is the way I read it. Called the other friend a geek. Actually, not. He said you are just a dick. Well, <laughs> that's fun. He then got up, went to his room. Conversation over for now, right? No. <laughs> no. Someone's nerve got pressed. Not to be outdone, the other friend got up, followed his friend into his room, and shoved him to the floor. Yeah. So peaceful. Gene Roddenberry would be proud. Anyways. That led to a bunch of pushing and shoving and nice little geek battle, of course. The second friend, the guy who pushed him, apparently after a little rustle, hustle, anything else that rhymes that kind of means a little scuffle, Ooh, scuffle, he put the other guy in a headlock, was choking him out, because you know, why not? He liked his thing. 
well, just the word anyway is just before the the chokey was about to pass out, he pulled out a pocket knife. Yeah, now there are weapons involved. That, however, was the line. The guy let him go, and that was it. However, <laughs> they didn't leave it there because, and the articles and the information I had didn't go into details if it was immediate or, or what have you, but the instigator, the guy who followed the guy into his room, got charged with assault and battery. Yep. It's a thing. But wait, we don't even know whose side was on. So now we don't have an answer. So if they ever see each other again, this battle can happen again. Another trek through the war. Anyway, speaking of stars, and for those of you that are listening that don't like video games, feel free to skip the next couple of minutes. A huge video game that I believe I mentioned, and I'm sure those who are interested in video games listening to this, huge game that's been around for years since the late 90s that I was introduced to two in 99 is StarCraft. Well, StarCraft is huge over the years. Massive. It is a real-time strategy game based in space with three playable races. The Terran, or human. The Zerg, or almost bug-like, bug-like, I guess. Hive mind. And the Protoss, the more standard telepathic psionic alien race. And they're at war with each other, because what else do you do in space? Uh, This game was one of the best of its genre over the years, to the point that it was played for so many years after. And is considered by many is to be probably the game that really pushed esports into the limelight especially in korea holy crap the koreans love starcraft holy crap which is really why blizzard announced the second one in korea well the fun thing about starcraft and many blizzard games is, even though it's been almost 20 years since it came out, they've been updating it. So you can easily play these games on your current computer without screwing around, and they still work, which is great. Well, earlier this year, Blizzard came out, and they made StarCraft free to anyone, anybody. Made it free. Now, that's awesome and all. I own it. Mainly because it came with the collector's edition of StarCraft II that I bought. But still, that's amazing. Anybody who's not played it or maybe has played it and didn't own a copy of it still, 
or played it with a friend and didn't own a copy, now have it. This is fantastic. Well, they weren't done there. So this week, they announced the release date, this has been announced before, of StarCraft Remastered. StarCraft Remastered is a version which will be released with updated graphics, dialogue and audio, integration with Blizzard Friends and matchmaking. However, it will retain its classic gameplay. This is fun. This is amazing. This gives excuses, not like the I really needed one. Occasionally I replay it anyway. For people to replay this game a lot, probably talking to you, Korea, at a resolution that's not frightening. Because the, the previous resolution doesn't hold up as much as it was good. You're getting high-res redone audio. You're getting high-res redone graphics. Huge. So it's coming in August. And if you picked up a free copy of the StarCraft, all you have to do is spend 15 US dollars and you get a full remastered game. Which is great. Because a lot of remastered games that comes out are almost full retail price so you're looking at $50 probably average which for some games is great a lot of the time it's it's not worth it this one $15 amazing definitely worth it definitely worth it okay so those of you that were skipping you can stop I am now going to talk about the main thing for this week. Because why not? I I don't know. It's been difficult thinking so far, especially this week, on what main topic I want to be talking about. Uh, Because general genres, I've gone through a lot of it. So it's trying to find the geeky things to focus on. Before I get into my talk, I, I want to ask you, help me with that so if you're listening to this you're enjoying this send me an email mail at prestonmarsh.com find me on facebook uh, you can do that by going to uh, melancholygeek.com leads direct, directly to my facebook page i'm on twitter at melancholy underscore geek so get a hold of me and tell me what you want me to talk about what would you like to hear me give my spin on I would like you to do that it will help me and hopefully it will help you Side starting to lose steam but who knows so this week I'm going to talk about something that I review daily at minimal sometimes it goes through many during a day and that's webcomics now growing up comics in general were not part of my life uh, characters, of course, popped up from here to there on TV shows and whatnot, but I was never one that bought a bunch of comics and, and read them and, you know, got engorged in it. However, over the last ooh, 12, 13 years, I've been a big fan of web comics and some specifically. So some of the fun things that I've discovered in 
this topic is finding out <laughs> how this came to be. So they're pretty much the same as comics you're used to in one form or another. So they can be uh, pretty much the same as your, your standard Marvel DC comic books and other companies, of course, uh, usually p published like a, a page of that. Or sometimes they can be more basic and be very close to what you would expect in a newspaper article or the, the funnies, as they've been told. Uh, so what usually happens is they have a regular schedule um, in which they're updated. Sometimes this is monthly, weekly, um, or even daily, or a variety of that. Something I did not know, technically speaking, the first internet-based comic came in 1985. Uh, that was before the World Wide Web actually existed. So before web comics themselves actually came to bear, there was an actual comic that was uploaded to CompuServe in 1985. Before I knew the internet existed, I was... Th 1985? I was four. Four. So you either know how young or old I am. So that happened. It was a comic called Witches and Stitches, and I have not gone back to try to find it. Maybe I will. Uh, in the mid-90s, a number of regular comics started to show up. Uh, not huge, but they're starting to bring, and some regular comics started to get syndicated on the internet. Probably the most known is uh, someone called, uh, and the first, I believe, syndicated one is Dilbert, that fun, weird office guy with the starched tie. For myself, the first webcomic that really grabbed me was Control Delete, uh, which I believe, I don't know exactly the year, I think it was 2003. I did the research on this, I'm not paying attention, I apologize. Uh, but that grabbed me. It was a very interesting story. It uh, was about video games, uh, in essence. Uh, it had a main story uh, where a main, you know, a couple of friends, and then it added more characters. Either talked about video games or life revolving around video games. And then throughout the show, they had arcs where, like, they'll have a comic about a video game specifically. So they did one about WoW. They've done, you know, it's. Uh, Ethan, his name of the character, and I don't have the name of the actual artist because as much as I like it, it's I don't like it that much, apparently. I'm horrible. Well, that, that I was reading that for a number, a number of years, and a little bit after the... Well, and this is not unusual, you wouldn't expect it. It's like you read a lot of these webcomics on the internet, and sometimes you can get them through RSS feeds, but before that really came popular with me, using that and setting that up and finding an easy way to do it, uh, I would do it on the line. I'd find where I was and I would move through them. And of course, the internet being the internet, there were ads. Well, this one ad caught my eye. Didn't know what it was. It was, it was interesting. Uh, 
there was a character standing in front of a building that was on fire. Okay, that caught my eye, like I said. The text read, you all saw it, that orphanage attacked me. I lost my mind. That was amazing. That was hilarious. I'm a horrible person. I know. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. Well, that was another webcomic. So I, I, I was in. I was like, okay, this is cool. What's this? So I clicked on it. I brought it up. There were a number of pages. I was a little bit behind on this one, too. I went from the start, and I went. And I was in. I was done. That was, I believe, 2005 or six, And that was a webcomic called Looking for Group. So not only was this fun and humorous and unexpected, turned out it was 100% Canadian. And I'm not always filled with pride about things, but something at that quality and that funny and joyous and horrendous in its own way, which is not necessarily a bad thing in this situation, brought me immense pride. So Looking for Group is a webcomic written by Ryan Zollner and illustrated by Lara D'Souza. They do other things. They work on other um, products and other webcomics, which I have read over the years. A big, big thing for me about looking for group was that I was familiar because I was already a number of years in the world of Warcraft and it was very, it had a very similar feel. It was based in a fantasy world. Uh, It was based in a world that could easily be compared to WoW or a number of other uh, fantasy based things. So you're following a, the adventures basically of an elf named Kalanon and the figure from the, the actual ad that I mentioned, Richard, the best character name for a fantasy series ever, who is an undead warlock. Uh, it officially launched on November 26, 2006, so probably a few near the end of that year to the beginning of the following years when I, uh, I must have seen it. So it's based in the fantasy world, as I mentioned, which I can best say is probably a clash between what Azeroth is in World of Warcraft, maybe what Middle-earth is in the Lord of the Rings series. This isn't a serious webcomic, not 100% of the time. Most of the time it's not. Even when it's serious, there's usually something that will be on the side or, or pop in and just just humorous, ridiculous, and crazy. Uh, it is a great combination of that, and that's why I have read it every week, probably somewhat daily, you know, if it comes out in certain days. It's uh, Monday and Thursday. Yes. And I read it 
without bars. Sometimes I'll miss a day or two, but I catch up regularly. It is something that is so much fun that I I enjoy it so much that it's the only series like this. And I read in three or four consistently. I read three or four different webcomics. And can even uh, Control-Delete. It's still going. I still read it. But it's the only one that I have bought the majority of the merchandise that they put out. This ranges from oh, I don't know, eight t-shirts to figures to plushies to I have a belt. I've had cases. I've had one is and, that the one you want? I, I I've had so many things and they put it out. If I can use it, if I enjoy it, I bought it. Not thought twice. They've had Kickstarter campaigns to help support them doing a book series, like printing their comics in a book, uh, if I recall correctly, uh, to a music video. And just recently was funded a Richard action figure with interchangeable hands, uh, interchangeable heads, accessories. I was sold. I threw money. It's going to be great. So no no other item has done that for me that at that range. Like, sure, I have collectibles from World of Warcraft, but that's a multi-million dollar, maybe even billion dollar property uh, that millions of people around the world listen to, play. You know, there's a movie. Uh, this is two people. More now, like, they've made a company out of it, and that make a regular series they have spin-offs where they've done specific characters that have come up not huge characters and told their backstory a lot of them have been fun I'll be honest Ryan if you're listening to this some of those were boring and I skipped them I'd still love you platonically um, but and <laughs> And in the last year, they put out a Little Richard or Little Dick, because why not? Uh, his little escapades uh, on a weekly basis, a smaller four-panel comic strip. Also great, very funny. So there you have it. There are thousands of them out right now. Right. A lot of them for myself are are ones that are simple in the sense that they they're video game related and they make jokes about that so I, I relate or they're unique and entertaining and have a tell a fun storyline in a interesting universe uh, for me right now that's called questionable content it's really entertaining um and it's what you would expect from a comic book, really, only it's done online. It's drawn usually digitally from amazing artists. And it's it's another geeky thing. So tell me what you think. Uh, I, I This is episode 7, 
and I have gotten very little feedback. And I know some people have downloaded this. I have analytics that I've been watching. So get in touch with me. Like I said earlier, go to the website, leave a comment. Um, it's melancholygeek.com. Email me, mail at prestonmarsh.com. I may have a direct email on the site later. Uh, or hit me up on Twitter, melancholy underscore geek. Tell me, tell me what you think. Tell me what you, what you like. Tell me what you want me to talk about. I want to know. Tell me if you heard weird things during this episode because my heater slash fan thing and Siri caught on twice. Because, you know, I'm still learning. I want to hear from you. I want to hear from any. And I'm not going to ask for this, but, you know, tell me if I should set up support stuff. Some A lot of these people like these properties enough where they want to give back if you want. I don't, I'm not going to ask for it. Never going to ask for it. Uh, not yet, anyway. This ever gets popular enough to make a living-ish of it, sure, maybe. But I mean, right now, I'm doing this because I enjoy doing this and I think it's helping me. Something that I'm focusing on a fair amount of my time during a week, thinking about what to talk about and then actually physically talking. So um, tell me, uh, I want to hear your feedback, be it information, things you want me to talk about, things you didn't like me talking about, difference of opinion. I'm cool with that. Tell me. Anyway, it went from Sunday to Monday because that's the time of day that I tend to live in. Everyone that's listening to this, I hope you have a good day, night, evening. And I hope to speak to you again soon. Bye.